That was wonderful, Hillary. Thank you. It's interesting that you sing, Mary, did you know on a day when we are let in. Please hear me say that. We are let in to an intimate encounter between an aunt and her niece. Mary encounters Elizabeth. And it's a wonderful encounter, and it's two women who are with child. And the joy that's in that room, please hear this conversation with that perspective. We're in Luke, the first chapter, the 39th verse through the 45th verse. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and she greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leapt. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she proclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you bear. But why am I so favored? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts, that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. And may I be bold and courageous to speak what you've given me to speak today. And may we as your people have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Noel Regne and Gloria Baker, in October of 1962, amidst the, the Cuban Missile Crisis, sat down together as a married couple under the oppression of that crisis and wrote a song. And you all know the song. The lyrics of the song say and beg this question. Do you hear what I hear? October 1962 in the midst of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Two people sat down and brought the world to attention of the gospel story. By asking a simple question, do you hear what I hear? And the song goes on to say, do you see what I see? And it brings to us the attention of Jesus. The attention of the manger scene that we will act out on Friday night. It brings to us the attention of the Christ amidst the world chaos. Because the world was in huge chaos in October of 1962. Much like we are in huge chaos in this year. 
And the text calls us to remember the intimacy of the Christ. I don't know about you, but my Christmas list just got adjusted last night and I had to buy some more gifts and I had to rearrange some things. And I, this weekend I had to participate, I mean I got to participate in the decorating of another tree. Making sure the stand would work so the tree would stand straight. You know all those things we do? And not a word about Jesus was said. And it made me wonder if we really at this time of year hear what's being said to us by God. There's lots of stuff on CNN and Fox, whatever you choose to listen to on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, blah, blah, whatever new app they've come up with. I mean, I know one person, he still checks his MySpace in this community. See, that, that way I know which one of y'all are paying attention to social media. MySpace is gone <laughs> years ago. But today we hear of an encounter that should just hold us captive, should set our mood for the story of Jesus, the encounter that proclaims to us. It proclaims to us like a loud clashing symbol the holiness of the birth of Jesus, the holiness of the conception of Jesus, the holiness of the conception of John the Baptist. Mary traveled through the hill country of Judea to go see her relative Elizabeth, who was with child. They both were with child. You ever put two pregnant women together? God is funny, isn't he? Two pregnant women, one a little further along than the other one. And they're leaping for joy. Not the pregnant women I've been around. Especially if they've traveled a long ways. And they come together and she says, when I heard your greeting. Did you hear what she said? When I heard your greeting. When God spoke through you, Mary, when you came in the house and said, Elizabeth, it was like God called her by name. How many of us, when we've been through those stores and we bought all those Christmas decorations and we picked out all those gifts and we've heard God whisper the names of the people we're shopping for? Is that how you shopped this year? You listened to God and God put it on your heart and it was God's spirit that moved in you as you found that particular gift. When Mary opened the door and walked in the house, into the courtyard of the house, she said, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth heard the spirit of God. How many of us have listened to people that has spoken to us this Christmas season, who we don't even know. And it's been the voice of God speaking to us. How many of us have received a blessing from someone and it's changed our lives and we didn't even see it coming? Elizabeth was moved in a way that probably wasn't very comfortable for her. Elizabeth was probably heavier with child than Mary was. And when Mary called out and God said to her and called her by name. What happened? The baby leapt. It didn't say the baby moved. It says the baby leapt in her womb. 
Now, I remember when my wife was in her, latter month, her last trimester of pregnancy, if that baby would have left, it would have knocked her down. And Mary was so full of the Holy Spirit. Do you hear the second part of that scripture? Elizabeth was so full of the Holy Spirit when Mary spoke to her. The baby in the womb leapt, and Mary became full of the Holy Spirit. Do we encounter one another with the Christian message, with the Jesus message, with the Christmas message? So much so that it moves us physically? That it moves us physically and, and fills us with the Holy Spirit? I want to tell you about a man I encountered this, this week. Now, I carry in my pickup a little, it's a little pocket knife, and it says, Kindness Builds Bridges, First Christian Church, Paris, Texas on it. And I occasionally will walk up to somebody, the person at Sonic, whoever it is, and I'll shake their hand. And when I shake their hand, I have one of those knives in my hand. And I just say, blessings unto you. I was traveling home this week, and I stopped at a Circle K because somebody in my truck needed to go to the bathroom. So we stopped, although we were trying to make record time home. We stopped, and this guy rode right in front of my pickup as I was pulling into the parking place. He was on an old huffy blue bicycle and he had a backpack on and he had a coat on and he had a, a, a beanie on his head and you could tell that he lived on the streets of that little community. And he pulled up and he locked his bike over there and, and instinctively I just reached into the door of my pickup. And I put my hand in my right hand, I put one of those little knives. Now he's never going to be in Paris, Texas. I wasn't recruiting for the church. I was trying to send him a message because it crossed my mind that maybe that little pocket knife with a screwdriver and a can opener and a corkscrew and all those things on it might be handy to him in the life he leads. It might be an instrument that he needs while he's living on the street. And so I put one in my hand and as I was walking towards the store, he stopped and he opened the door for my wife. And as I went through the door, I stuck out my right hand and I shook, I shook his right hand and I said to him, Merry Christmas. And he looked me in the eye and he says, Merry Christmas to you, sir. And I went on in the store, and once he got in the store and he realized what had happened to him and that he had a gift in his hand, and he looked down and he saw what that gift was. I'm a halfway across the store, and he says to me, Hey, hey, hey! Well, everybody in the store turned around, right? I mean, he didn't receive that gift quietly. It moved him physically. He vocally announced something in his life when God had blessed him with something as simple as a knife. We know we didn't pay $2 for, but it's simple to him, but it was great in meaning to him that somebody else cared about him. And across the store, he vocalized, Hey, hey, hey! So that I would know that he saw what he got. When Mary greeted Elizabeth, Elizabeth vocalized in a loud voice. She didn't whisper, oh, Mary, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're here. She spoke of the goodness of God at the top of her lungs. And she said, oh, my goodness, Mary, it's so good to see you. The baby in my womb has leapt, and I am filled with the Holy Spirit and blessed. Here she comes. She's speaking the language of God. She says, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child that you are going to bear unto this world. She spoke of God. How many of us here? 
that when God whispers into our lives, when God speaks into our lives, that we're willing to pronounce what it is God is doing in the presence of our lives. How many of us are willing to walk into a situation to where we encounter humanity and God speaks and we react with a voice that says to the world, God is here. God is now. It is Christmas. Jesus is coming. The child will be born. We really don't care about the date. What we care about is that we encounter the Christ child and the Christ child changes our lives. We cannot go on through the Christmas season being the same as we were in November. If you've walked through Advent and you haven't changed a bit, then you need to check yourself with God. Because the Holy Spirit is speaking out to you in ways you're not seeing and ways you're not hearing. And it's time for you to hit your knees and cry unto God and say, God, take away from me whatever it is that's keeping me from seeing you. Even the man of the homelessness, the man on the street, realized that he had received a blessing that day. And he didn't mind shouting out amongst a convenience store full of people, to let the person who gave him the blessing know that he received the blessing. How many of us are willing to shout out about what God is doing in our lives in this holiday season so that the world knows that God is real? The problem with the church today is that we are too silent. We are too afraid. We are afraid of rejection. We're afraid somebody will say, Oh, the Spirit's moving in that church. You know what God did in my life? When you start that, you know what people do? They do this right here. Talk anyway. Talk anyway because we have a God who can move mountains. We have a God that can conceive a baby in a woman and bring forth the Savior of a world, not by force, but by grace. By pain of humanity, God will be born in the human flesh and come to live among us and his mother will be called blessed for eternity. But we, the church, we want to sit on our laurels and go through all of our stuff, all of our Christmas celebrations, all of our decorations, all of our things, and we don't even want to utter the name of Jesus out loud. Oh, we'll send Christmas cards and we'll shake your hand quietly and say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Folks, Jesus is real. I got to go this week with a group of people, and we picked up an act that I think has been forgotten in the world. We went caroling. Now, some of you might not know what that is, but looking at the generations in this church, y'all know. You younger generations, it's when you go to somebody's house and you sing Christmas carols and you bless them. And y'all know that I don't sing. But I was around voices of angels that night. I was around voices that spoke the word of God into people's lives. I watched people who were confined to chairs try to get out of their chairs and give back some of the love that we gave to them. Every house we were in, the person who was confined to their chair got to the edge of their chair and gave me a hug as I was leaving. Because they heard the voice of Christ in the angels who came to sing. Elizabeth wasn't any different. The baby in her womb leapt for joy and she was, hello church, filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you know what that means? That means the Spirit of God 
infused her body and her spirit. The spirit that was breathed in you, the ruah of God, to put it in a Hebrew language. The ruah of God filled her. And what she was able to do when it filled her, she was able to see the work of God in her house. How many of us encounter God with that intimacy? How many of us practice hearing what is said? Seeing what is to be seen? Engaging that which is happening in front of us? Wouldn't it be sad if we went through this Christmas season without engaging? Now, if you don't know, I'm married to a lady who likes things in order. Is that a nice way to say that? I mean order, like there's some initials they describe, OCD, in a beautiful way. In fact, it should be CDO so that the letters are in order. Right. And I say this with all grace and humility because I've learned so much from her about order. But I'm going to tell you what's fixing to happen. She keeps an immaculate house. Immaculate. I mean, I can't leave anything laying around or it's gone. She has taught me that to put my stuff up or it will go somewhere else. Right. Some of you are married to people like that. In about four days. There will be these little creatures. They will show up at our house. And a tornado will sweep through our house. There will be toys scattered everywhere that aren't recognizable as what they began as. There will be pieces of of Legos that you have to watch where you walk or you will get one in the bottom of your foot. It will be chaos. Can you relate? And I watch this woman who I know internally is being torn, tied in knots. (laughs) Because you can tell them to clean it up and we clean it up. And 15 minutes later, the tornado has swept through the house again. It's like the cloud hangs over our house and the torment of Lane and Maddie just spin and spin. And she smiles. You hear me? She smiles because she knows the Spirit of God has rained down upon our lives and not only blessed us with a child who could bear children for us, grandchildren for us, but can bring love and joy into the house. And we can be a blessing unto them. And we have a place that is grand enough that they can all come and let their little tornadic actions happen. And she is blessed. Now, folks, that's the way you embrace a Christmas. That's the way you show love, is that you open your heart and you get outside of who you are. Now, I don't know if Elizabeth was OCD. But I know that she hosted Mary for three months. Two pregnant women. I want to pray for Zachariah. I mean, the Lord shut him up and there's a reason he shut him up. Because he got not only Elizabeth was pregnant, but he got Mary in the house too. And he had to take care of them, being silent. God moves in our lives. And God moves in the life of this church. 
and the Spirit of God settles upon us, but it's up to us, the people of God, to hear. To hear what's being proclaimed through what happens in other people's lives. I can't wait for the phone calls after the fact. After the tornadic mess has gone and left and gone back home and things become back to order, I know the phone will ring from relatives who weren't there and want to hear the story. And though I'll be privy to listening to the story, I won't be the one telling the story. And I can tell you this much. She will speak with joy about the love that is encountered in her house. She will speak with joy about the goodness of hugging her children. She will speak with joy about the ability to present gifts and remind the children of the gift of the baby Jesus. And she will continue to tell her family the stories of the holiday season and the movement of God in those stories. And I'll be privy to listen. And the world will hear a simple witness. And some will actually leap for joy. I wonder, this Christmas season, do you hear what I hear? And will you leap for joy and be filled with the Holy Spirit? My Christmas wish is that God will reign over you all. And you cannot be silent about what will happen and what God has done. Amen and amen.
I don't know if you know it, but recently I've had some dental procedures done, and it's changed the way I eat. I no longer can bite into anything. I have to use a knife and a fork, and my family makes fun of me and tells me, pardon this, but they tell me I eat like an old person. <coughs> you all can relate. Some of you can relate. <laughs> but it doesn't change who I am. Our lives are chaotic, and we get distracted, and we don't hear what God's saying to us, and we don't believe what we see, and it changes who we are, but it never changes whose we are. Do you hear me? No matter what you're hearing, no matter what you're seeing, God is still God. And God has given unto you a Christ that will redeem you day in and day out. God will redeem you when you choose to be deaf. And God will redeem you when you choose to be blind. And God will redeem you when you have to eat a different way. Your welcome at this table will always be yours because of the gift that was given by God. It's up to you to come to the table, hear what's being said, and see what God is doing for you. On that night, Jesus met with the disciples and took the bread and broke it blessed it 